Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. My name is Dan. That's my boy, Mike. Say hi, Mike. What up? We got a special guest in the house today. We had such a great experience last Friday with my buddy Ryan Phillips. We decided to bring another bro on, but this bro is more than special. He goes way back, way, 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 way back. Uh, back to a group chat that probably started, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago at this point. This is my mm. boy, JP. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, man? Life good? All well? Can't complain. Life's treating me well. You know, yeah, get ready for another uh, another season of college football. Let's do it. Yes, Lord. Yes, sir. So uh, if you guys are listening on the podcast, not on YouTube, JP is uh, an Alabama fan. And we're strictly bringing this guy on because – to the people, we are more than just Tennessee. We talk way more than just Tennessee. Lot spent a whole episode last week on Georgia talking nothing but Alabama today. And it even pains me to say that the proper way. So used to saying Amabala. But anyway, here we are. Hey, JP, uh, real quick, before we get started, I got two two questions I want you to answer. Um, sure. Kind of springing this on you. Uh, just okay. very quickly, I kind of know this story, but tell our listeners very quickly how you became an Alabama fan? Oh, that's a good question. So my, my dad's side of the family is from the great tri-city area called Muscle Shoals. And so when you're, when you're born in Alabama, you come out of the womb, a Bama fan or an Auburn fan. And luckily he chose the tide with his entire family. And so, uh, and then my mom's side, we just love baseball. They're big Braves fans. So it's really just always been about Alabama and then the Braves. And, you know, Dan, anytime you want to talk baseball, you just, you know, you just let me know, buddy. You just you know, let me know. You know, that's okay. I think I'd rather go to the dentist. We're good. <laughs> so inappropriate. So we inappropriate for me. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> J- JP, one more question for you. So sure. trivia, actually. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Do you have any idea why Tennessee fans care about the words pandemonium reigns? Do you know where that came from? Oh, um, it sounds like a John Ward call. Oh, my guy. Maybe I couldn't tell you the year. Um, couldn't tell you the year. Sometime in the 90s, 80s, 90s. Sometime in the 90s, the late 90s in particular. <laughs> would that be, uh, would that be, um, let's see. Well, Manning was, was 4 0 against us. I'm going to go with the Manning year, 94, 95, 96, 97, probably. Was it the uh, the the first play of the game pass to uh, was it Joey Kent in like ninety seven? Uh, that pass was to Joey Kent, but that's not where Pandemonium Reigns mm, comes from. Okay. The the year was okay. nineteen ninety eight. Tennessee was hosting oh. the Florida Gators. Score ah, is twenty seventeen. Okay. Florida goes kicking oh, the field goal and they miss wide left. John Ward okay. famously says. Okay. Tennessee, 20, Florida, 17, pandemonium okay. reigns. That's great. Anyway. That's, good. that's a good piece. No, that's a good piece. Those those Florida-Tennessee games were always great uh, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. We lost most of those. So, I mean, but they, but they were, you know, they were good competitive games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manning went 0-4, but you know what? Uh, today, or excuse me, uh, tonight, 
whatever, whenever you're listening, is not about Tennessee. We'll get that at the end. I'm going to ask you some Tennessee questions at the end, but let's talk Alabama. Let's talk Alabama. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through Alabama's schedule. And what I want you to do, this should actually go fairly quickly because I just think Alabama's got one of the easier schedules considering they probably are the best team in the country. But uh, give me final score uh, predictions. Let's talk a little bit about each game. Uh, you guys, if I remember right, you start off real tough. Start, you got a tough home game hosting, I believe these people are half Mormons, but the Aggies of Utah State. <laughs> That's right. How bad is Utah this one going to be? Uh, you know what? Um, the this is, this is for Mike more than anyone, but I think the line is was yesterday minus 38 and a half with a <laughs> total of 68 and a half. So I, I think I think we cover. Uh, but we hit the under. I think it's going to be something like 49-10, something like that. Um, I really think in a game like this, uh, Nick is going to care more about line play, and he's going to try and kind of get the get the O-line to gel, especially in the running game. I think that's going to be a focus this year for our squad, and and, and that will come up later throughout the, the show tonight. Um, but, you know, we have new new uh, offensive line coach from Kentucky, Eric Wolford, and – and all things considered and all things that I've heard have been extremely positive with respect to the way he coaches and the guys buying in, especially coming from Doug Marone, who I'm not sure did anything more than sit in a corner with a cup of coffee for two years. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I think that first game is going to be about, you know, building cohesion on the line. And okay. uh, so I've got 49, 10. Okay. All right. What about you, Mike? Yeah, that's a, that's a good ballpark. I mean, um, you know, Utah State, That's you You like the way that sets up before at Texas, um, and you like this matchup no matter what. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say similar ballpark, you know, 52-6 okay. Alabama. 52-6. I yeah. said 51-10, uh, but I like that you mentioned a new O-line hire uh, for mm-hmm. you guys because if I remember right, you guys allowed 42 sacks Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last, very, uh, very... last season. Which is but, something to say, considering Evan Neal was your left tackle. I mean, you well, know, like, I was going to say, I think half of those sacks were in the third and fourth quarter of that national title game when you guys had absolutely nobody left. Correct. On the offensive front. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Utah State, what a banger we got there. Well, you probably have uh, next week is what people are some calling game of the year. And I just don't see that. Uh, before I get your predictions, uh, went on ESPN, FBI. This is uh, your lowest chance. Uh, you've got 99%, 99%, 88%. Uh, this game at Texas, you're, you're rocking a low 75.3% chance of winning this, uh, which is – so what ESPN is telling us is this is your toughest game on the schedule, and I, I don't buy that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is your toughest game on the schedule. Even now that we know Sarkeesian has named – uh, Quinn Ewers a starting cue for those guys. How do you see this one unfolding? Well, my first question is, does Sarkeesian have a gun to the back of his head? Because there's no way that they were going to pay that kid whatever they're paying him for to ride the bench for, is it Hudson Card? Yeah. Hudson Card. Hudson, Hudson Care Package Card. Can you <laughs> can you send me some love? Yeah, I, I just really think. So I, I think it's right now plus 17 and a half. Uh, I, I think we cover – I've got that game at 56-17. I think, uh, I think Texas is a little going to be overrated because they're Texas. I mean, come on. Um, 
you know, that a lot of people have forgotten that they lost their leading receiver. Uh, I think he tore his ACL last week. Um, I think they've also lost maybe someone on the OL, maybe their center. I can't remember. I, I know, I, I think I saw something, you know, show up that said, hey, they've had two massive injuries. And plus, they're not they're not used to playing a team like Alabama when it comes to to the defensive line. I just think that we'll smother them. Now, Bijan Robinson, he's legit, like mm-hmm. probably top three back in the country. But I really just don't think he's going to be given that much room to run. And unless Quinn Ewers is, you know, the second coming of Zach Calzada, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about worried about this game to be honest. Even with it being at Austin, you know, the hardest part of this game is going to be the noon kick in Austin. Mm. You know, maybe, you know, 100 degrees or something. So yeah, yeah. I think that <clears throat> maybe the better question is how how does Bijan finish in stats? I, I can see him going like 18 attempts, you know, 48 yards, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, and you know, it just depends if Sark's going to run him out when the twos are out there in the third and fourth quarter, you know, if he's going to, he's going to get like Nick Chubb yardage and, and break his hundred yard record that year in like 15 down 38 to 10 or whatever. Mm. You got a long run there at the end. You know, I, I don't know what are they going to, they're going to stack him, stack it for him that way. Or I, I just don't think, um, you know, we may struggle a little early gelling. We've got new receivers, new, new offensive line, so, you know, but hopefully we get all that sorted on the Utah State game and, uh, and and we're able to really to buckle. I think the guys are going to be motivated. You know, I hope they don't look past the Utah State game, but they're, they're motivated for this one. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see this one being close at all. I picked it at 42-24. What say you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, Bama gets to 50 if they want to, I think. So I could certainly see it going over, um, you know, with it being so early. I still don't think Texas is going to put up a great fight defensively. So I think it would be Bama ironing out those things that, that you guys have mentioned that we've talked about if, if there's any slowdown, but again, I'm, I'm going to say like 56 to 17. I think Bama goes over 50 if they want to. And I think that defense is just going to wear that offensive line out. And it's going to be tough for Bijan and whoever they name a quarterback there, whoever they play and certainly losing Isaiah Nayor. And I think it was an offensive lineman in that scrimmage yeah. there. That's, that's tough. I mean, you get big transfers like Nayor, doesn't matter, yeah. you know. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're expecting him to go for a thousand, you know, be be the guy for them. And you know, Sark's gonna he's gonna do his thing. He's gonna have some stuff drawn up. You know, they're gonna they're definitely gonna try to abuse, you know, uh running back on linebacker coverage out of the backfield, run some run some complicated wheel routes. But in the end, I don't think it's gonna matter. Yeah, this is uh, a similar conversation that we have with Ryan and how Dan Lanning might be able to have some kind of advantage over Oregon. However, I don't think it matters what Sarkeesian knows about Alabama, even if he knows yeah. the play's coming. Uh, I, I can imagine Bryce Young, you know, under center or, excuse me, in the gun, whatever, pointing to where he's either going to run it or throw it, and it yeah. just not mattering. Uh, anyway, let's let's bang through these next two. You host ULM and you host Vandy. I got you romping – uh, ULM 63-10 and turn around doing the same thing to Vandy 56-7. Hey, now wait, wait a minute. Let's not forget Louisiana Monroe. That's a revenge game, brother. That's a big <laughs> revenge game. They beat they beat Saban in 07. He's coming for blood. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I, I was I was like, wait, is this sarcasm? Is that what this is? Okay. I mean, yeah. it is okay. a little sarcasm. <laughs> to an extent. Truth I was like, revenge game? Are you saying <laughs> if by chance Texas? Uh, pulls no. off that upset. No, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, that's... You, you, 
Go ahead. I believe he, he holds that close to his chest. I mean, Saban, you know, that's an L against the Monroe boys down there. Well, I, I've got it as a 53-point victory. What else do you want mm-hmm. me to do? <laughs> no, no, no. No, that, you're right. I had 63-7, so okay. yeah, we're, right, we're right in line. We're right in line. Right. Uh, any other comments on ULM and Vandy, Mike, JP? Boredom. <laughs> Boredom at certain points of those games. Yeah, I mean, Vandy at home is going to be 56-3, to three, something like that. He's not going to – he's going to call off the dogs. He, You know, he's not going to – he knows what Vandy's dealing with. He's not going to, you know, run it up on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, um, boring. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do have a, a nice little four-game stretch that will at least get the media talking. Uh, at Arkansas, home at A and M, at Tennessee, home against Mississippi State. I've got this Arkansas game as a fourteen-point difference. Do you think you pull off the win? Uh, I can see this final score. You know, not really being a great depiction of how the game unfolds. Uh, it might yeah. look like a 14-point win, but it's probably going to feel like a 28-point, you know. Um, yeah. At Arkansas, 45-31 is my vote. What say you guys? So, I have I have similar similar thinking. I've got Arkansas 38-21, Alabama winning, you know. Um, you're right. This is going to be our first big test. Um, I think this will be a closer game than the Texas game. You know, Arkansas lost a lot. Uh, they lost Burks. I mean, he was basically when they wanted to push a button and get some offense. That's where they. That's where they went. I think they had a cornerback drafted, like Brown, some kid named Brown or something, who who was really good for them. You know, he he could. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't a shut down corner, but he was gonna, you know, make it difficult for the starting quarterback if it was the you know if the opponent had a good receiver. So. But they're physical and they're big. You know, KJ Jefferson, he's he's a stud. He reminds me a lot of Dak Prescott. Um, mm. I think that's a fair comp. Maybe not, maybe not as good a passer as Dak was, but definitely, definitely a better runner. And and that they're, you know, their line, physical, big guys, they're all upperclassmen. It'll be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so one thing, one thing that's interesting to, to look out for, you know, Last year for Alabama, Dallas Turner was kind of the freshman surprise. You know, he's the he's the stud that's that flanks um, that flanks Ryan Anderson on the weak side. And when when uh, when Chris Allen got hurt, who was our starter at the beginning of the year last year, uh, we we put in a kid named Drew Sanders, and uh, he was he had a you know had a great three or four games. Allen got hurt in the first two games. Drew Sanders came in, played well, was was very competitive the position, made some great plays, uh, and then he hurt his shoulder. And uh, and he's transferred to Arkansas, and he's now their starting weak side linebacker. So uh, he's going to be amped for the game, guaranteed. Sure. And, and he's a talented player, and uh, and so we'll, you know that'll, that'll be a kind of a fun thing to look out for in that game. Uh, I I'm not so sure that matters. You, you might have Jesus amped for this game. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know that it matters. I think if mm-hmm. if if I want to get to you here in just a second, Mike. But I think if Arkansas is, has any chance of winning this game, they're going to have to get KJ Jefferson out of the pocket moving yeah. the pocket and they're going to have to win a crap ton of 50 50 balls wow. yeah and i think and i think turnovers too if they win the, win turnover, the turnover battle, battle. Yeah. yeah 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 there's there's just several things that have to fall into place what about you mike yeah no like if we're looking if like if i ran the fbi um that you mentioned a minute ago with texas this would definitely rank uh, you know this would be tougher than the texas game it's, it's at arkansas as well like the texas game is on the road um but still i'm agreeing with a lot of what y'all are saying they they would need so many dudes I think for this to really, really be a game, even kind of like it was last year, uh, yeah. when we started talking about scores, 
what popped in my mind was something like 45, 28. Okay. And I think it could be ugly at times with them kind of, you know, cutting it closer later on, but obviously that's still a 17 point win if that plays out. So mm -hmm. they need yeah. dudes and they just don't have the depth that, that Alabama does, I think. So that's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. ESPN has got this game as an 88% chance of winning. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I compare that to the Texas percentage and I laugh and giggle. Uh, you guys return home to host Texas A&M. And listen, if there is anybody on this schedule that I don't want to be, and this includes Vanderbilt and ULM and Auburn <laughs> and Austin P. if there's anybody that I do not want to be on this schedule, it's Texas A&M. I don't want to be these guys. This is about to get ugly. I don't have A&M anywhere close to this. I This might sound crazy to a lot of people. 52-14. I think Saban puts his foot on the throat and he mm -hmm. never takes it off. What about you guys? Yeah, I've got a I've got a 44-10 win. I mean, listen, this is a revenge game. After all the preseason stuff that went down between Saban and Jimbo, there's an extra flair. You know, there's some there's going to be some angst. And uh, but but at the end of the day, AM lost a ton on defense. They replaced Mike Elko with DJ Durkin. Mm. You know, you defensive coordinator. New defensive coordinators, especially when you lose a lot of leadership on the defensive side of the ball, you know you're, you're kind of waiting to see who that alpha is going to step up. And they lost some some players on the D line and linebacker, uh, so they're they're replacing quite a bit on defense. And freaking Weidemeyer, man, the guy yeah. that <laughs> catches every third down pass for them, uh, he's gone on offense too. So, and who's going to be their starting quarterback? Is is it <laughs> too? Is it, is, is it Haynes King? Haynes King, yeah. Hey, listen, right. Uh, Will Anderson saying, wait till I get my hands on you, brother. <laughs> well said. Oh, well said. he's the father of two children. No, wait, three. That's right. Two. That's right. There would be no way of knowing, let's be honest. <laughs> or, or, the other. Oh, I don't want to be anyone on this schedule. You don't want to be texting. I'm telling One of you. the biggest shockers of last year was that Jimbo like called that shot of like, we're going to kick their butt or whatever he said out of context there and kind of keeping it PG. That was the yeah. biggest shocker of that win to me, mm. but man, this could get ugly and I'm sure it will, because I don't think this is one where you call the dogs off as early. If you get no. to that point, I'm saying 55, 13. Yeah. yeah. I think he may, he may call the offensive dogs off, but that defense is going to be like, they're wanting to play that, you know, full 60. Give me, you know, give me, until the final whistle blows, or they're mm -hmm. wanting to, they're going to want to pad stats. So yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I heard um, I heard an interesting take uh, this week. This week, I forget who I was listening to, but they came out and said that Jimbo was just a bad head coach. He is not a good head coach, uh, mm -hmm. considering the uh, how how well he has recruited to turn out an eight and four record. Um, quick thoughts on that, Jimbo is is he the guy for this job? You know, he was very fortunate that he got to play Auburn in a national championship game. Um, you know, I mean, any other team, they, they probably lose that game, especially, you know, because uh, uh, what's his name? Can't see. I mean, Jameis. literally can't see. Yeah, Jameis. Famous, Famous Jameis. Jameis. Famous Jameis. He, yeah. couldn't, he literally can't see. Um, as far as coaching, I think I, – I really think he is a, a, a really good offensive coordinator 15 years ago. And he's a good recruiter. Uh, game day decision making, he doesn't wow me. You know, um, mm -hmm. even really putting together 
like if you watch that game last year, it's really not about the game plan that he put together. We just gave him the game. Mm. We just gave it to him. Turnovers. Um, we didn't call a great game. Bill O'Brien didn't call a great game. Uh, and it was, of course, some of our players were injured. You know, there, there was a lot going on in that game. And full credit to a and it's, it's a hard place to play. It's a great, great atmosphere. I think it was a night game. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, credit to them for getting, getting it done and getting the win. But, but we didn't. We played. It, that game almost felt like watching um, 2015 – uh, Ole Miss, where it was just mm-hmm. like we could it d- didn't matter what we did. We couldn't couldn't get anything done. So 2015 Ole Miss, that's where Kelly kind of throws it up and it has the yeah, luckiest it, bounce you've ever seen, right? Th- throws up, throws up the pass as he's falling backwards. Yeah. String string fellow catches it off a helmet and scores. And it was just and we'd yeah. come back. We had like five turnovers that game and we'd come back to almost tie it. So anyway. Mm. Well, regarding Jimbo, um, the one thing I want to say about him before we move on, you you said they got quite lucky to play Auburn in that title game. I think he just got luckier with landing Jameis Winston. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, that, but Mike and I have developed a bit of a crush on him lately. <laughs> um, I mean, the guy is quite the poet, you know. He knows how to code a phrase. <laughs> I said, he does. We said – uh, I said, you strong? They said, I'm strong if you're strong. And I said, we strong. So, uh, anyway, you guys <laughs> you guys go back on the road. Uh, I cannot believe I have that memorized. That's, dude, that, um, that's like that uh, It's like that Quentin Williams video where he sneezes and oh, then he blesses, blesses himself. himself. It's the same. Yeah. Bless, bless me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dude's got a handful of some 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 banger quotes as well. He's hilarious. He's a, he's a stud, yeah. Um, so you, 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 come, uh, you get back on the road after thumping Texas A&M, which we're all in agreement there. Um, <laughs> and you head to Knoxville. Um, you know what? This is our show. We're Tennessee fans. You go first. Mm. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, so I think this is a trap game. Not okay. Lie. I think it's emotional high, and yeah, it's third Saturday in October. Alabama should get up for it every year. Should, um, should, but you know, I can see why if you don't though. Big emotional win, you know, underestimating Tennessee, it could happen, and so I, I really think that this game is going to come down to if you can make Bryce feel uncomfortable, and if Hooker can get out in the pocket and get out of the pocket and make some plays down the field and, but you know, really force our linebackers to be less downhill um, than any, really anything can happen in Knoxville. I mean, you score – if you get out and score 14 points early, it's a game, man. It's a game. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've got it 38-28 Alabama uh-huh. um, because because I think you're – I think you're, you're – you know, you got to figure out how to replace Elante. Um uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Cade, Cade Mays, whatever. I'm sure you've got a guy to fill in the gap there. Well, um, Cade Mays spent most of that year injured. He was – Correct. I mean, his correct. last year at Knoxville has an asterisk next to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then you lost Velas Jones, who's a stud. Mm-hmm. Gave you a lot of back-end speed. So, wh- wh- where, are your, where are your points, where are your yardage is going to come from at, at wide receiver? And, and I expect that to develop over the first six games of the year. So, you, you're going to have an answer by then, good or bad. Um, and we're going to have the same questions about our wide receiver core. You know, I mean, we're are replacing you two guys. You're so kind. Well, are you, are you though? Are you though? We have, we have talent. Yes, we have talent, but a lot of it's unproven. I mean, we, we're losing like 80% of our receptive receiving yards and the 20% come from tight ends 
Is this not the story of Alabama since Saban's been hired, though? It's I mean, we we, yeah. we never know who the guy is or what his name is, but he's he's Fair. you are the kings of reloading. This is this yeah. is just kind of what you do. It's true. And and I'll I'll give you a name or two later, but you're okay. right. No, you're right. Okay. Um I, I really think this the game plan here though is gonna be about de- establishing the run, getting Gibbs out, doing his thing. He's great out of the backfield, he's tough between the tackles. Probably one of the first three down backs we've had, maybe since TJ Yeldon. He's more elusive than Yeldon, probably, but um and, and trying to extend drives because mm-hmm. we know the best, you know, the best way is to get y'all on three and out and then to wear your defense out. I mean, that's yep. that's gotta be part of the game plan. So Yep. Yep. So you said 38-28, right? Yeah, I have 38-28 Alabama. Okay. Mike. I'm just a hair higher yeah. on the on the final margin on that. Um I actually like my gut today, for whatever reason instead of Tennessee's and, and the kind of hot starts that we had last year against even like Alabama scoring some points early against Georgia scoring early. And then we know how it went and some lesser opponents, but my gut today is like 41, 28 Alabama. I think Alabama actually starts a little hotter. Maybe they cool off. Maybe they don't. If they don't, they could certainly go over 50. I think again, like last year. Um, but yeah, that's just where my gut's at today. 41, 28 Bama. Yeah, I um I, I landed this one at 41-31, a 10-point difference, very similar to JP's final score. I, <clears throat> I I see this as the same way that I see Arkansas, though. Uh, I see a 10-point difference um, when the clock hits zero, but I think the <clears throat> game is going to feel – I don't think it's going to feel that close. Yeah. I don't think it's going to feel that close. It terrifies me um, getting into these three-and-out situations. Uh, you're talking about being able to, to keep your run in check and – defensively i i don't like that i mean do you feel the same way mike yeah no i do um i don't you know there's just not many matchups to lock here unless things just unless the ball is just bouncing tennessee's way that day that's just really how how that's where i'm at today yeah. i mean yeah the ball is gonna have to bounce the right way uh tennessee will be a tad fresher than alabama this is before alabama's bye and tennessee mm-hmm. though they will have traveled to death valley the week before they're coming off the bye the week before that but still, that's just that's just how I kind of see it shaking out today. Um, too many question marks still for me to think it's closer than that. And I think even though I'm saying 41-28, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. It won't feel like a 13-point loss for Tennessee. It'll feel like a, you know, 20-plus 20, 20 point. Yeah, which is uh, hopefully an improvement from last year because I think we – I think the bottom fell out of us in the fourth quarter. And it was a 28-point difference. But yeah. it's, it still feels much closer than 28 points. Correct. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a competitive game. I mean, there, there were times when, it, when I say competitive game, insofar as the previous five, six, seven years where it was clear you guys just would fold in the second half. Mm-hmm. And there's not, there, you know, there was no quit in that team last year, regardless of what the score indicated. So, yeah. which yeah. is a direct representation of your, of your head coach. Yeah. So, well, the, this last, is all, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, this is also the Byron Young game. You know, we can't forget that. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Two this of them. Is, this that's is weird. Byron Young versus yeah. Byron Young, and they both play yeah. like he's defensive end, right? He's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ours is a defensive end. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if yours wants to transfer to us, we'll we'll take two of them. I'm cool with that. No qualms. Sack, yeah. No Sack qualms by, at all. By, <laughs> by Byron Young, part two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we all see that pretty similar out there. So far, we're all on the same track, and we're more than halfway through the season here. You return back home to Tuscaloosa for an interesting game, what I think mm-hmm. is an interesting yeah. game for you guys, hosting Mississippi State. I got you guys still winning this one, though, 42-21. 
Um, I feel like Leach will be able to throw some stuff at you guys that day or night that you probably haven't seen on film. Um, he's that guy that just loves these type games, loves, loves these situations, loves to try to stick it to the man. And right now, you guys are the man. So forty-two uh, twenty-one uh, is what I say. What about you guys? This, this is probably the first time I feel like we've we've kind of diverged. I, I really just think Nick has him figured out. Like okay, the the game the last year was not competitive, and it's Will Rogers who's still throwing the pigskin around. I mean, he's okay, I guess. Um, I, I was looking at their depth chart the other day, and their wide receivers don't. I mean, they don't really scare me too much. They're not going to run the ball. They're one-dimensional, and they play into our strength, which is rushing the passer. So you're right. They may get – I've got 52-17. They may get, uh, you know, seven. they may get 24 points, but I, I just don't believe they'll be able to stop us. Well, the, the only difference I think you and I are seeing is you've got 52-17. Uh, <clears throat> I've got 42-21. Either way, they score on three possessions. Yeah. Uh, I just see the third one as a, as a, as in the end zone and you see it as a field goal. Uh, Mike, what you got? This comes at an absolutely terrible time for Mississippi state. Uh, it's a four game stretch of hosting A&M hosting Arkansas going to Kentucky and then going to Tuscaloosa. That's a horrid stretch. And mm -hmm. I agree. These games haven't been terribly competitive with Leach's state team since he's been there. Um, 4917 is what I'm going to guess because they're that's they are going to do those things. I mean, they're going to play into Alabama's strengths. They're going to run six variations of mesh that will be <laughs> figured out by halftime if they weren't figured out before the game starts. Yeah. So, yeah. 4917. I like Rodgers, but I don't like this matchup at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and while and while our cornerbacks are are you know, we bring back Kool-Aid and we bring back a guy who played some last year. Our safeties are stout. You know, they're both two-year starters and uh and so, you know, where those mesh routes might be confusing for some, they're, uh, we should have it figured out, like you said, by the second half. I, I see Alabama uh, being able to blow everything up at the point of attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get a bye week uh, after mm. – I don't, I don't know that I want to call it a difficult four-game stretch, but more Intriguing. difficult – yeah, you, th you, th you throw an injury in there and anything can happen. I mean, injury or two, I mean, that's very likely. You know, you lose some of your OL gelling. Sure, sure. Know. It's at least more difficult than Utah State, Texas, ULM, and Bandy. Correct. Granted. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you get the bye week, and then you head down to the <clears throat> Bayou to play the mm -hmm. Bayou Bengals. I've got you guys winning this 35-14. Brian Kelly is scratching his 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 head with his cowboy hat and he's working on his accent and he's he's eating a pot of jambalaya and he's he's looking for a glass of milk because it's too spicy so um 35 UN's, UN's did a great job today <laughs> my gosh okay before you answer this how much long does he is he the long-term guy at LSU I think so I, I think he's gonna do well there I do. I don't think it's going to be next year. Um, I think when he gets his guys. So, you know, one thing about him where he's being you know, Cincinnati kind of took a team that, of course, old Butch had and then uh, no, or rather he Butch followed him. First. Butch followed yeah. him. You're right. Yeah. 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 Don't give Butch that, that credit. You're right. Stop yeah, it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I am a big Butch fan. Um, <clears throat> you're right. He gave uh, he gave Butch a good team, but he developed that program and he kind of pulled Notre Dame out of 
out of the Weiss era, which is pretty, pretty trash. And we can, mm. we, you know, we can even go into depth about the Manti Teo doc, but maybe another time anyway. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he's a good coach and, and he's a good coach. Insofar as he's hired some good people, he's had some good defensive coordinators. I think he makes good hires, but I think his players play for him. Um, now, the, the real question is, what's he going to do with LSU's talent? You know, he, he can only get so much at Notre Dame, regardless of what people say about Notre Dame. They're still limited. Um, and they're Notre Dame, so they're kind of inherently trash. But he's going to get some dudes at LSU. And for me, it's going to be, will he ever be able to develop a quarterback there because dudes like Boutte come around every year. I mean, mm -hmm. you think about LSU wide receivers over the years. I've got this game 45 to 17 because they've just mm -hmm. lost so much the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, but I think next year, I mean, I think he's perennially going to be eight and four, 10 and two type guy once he gets the ball rolling. Um, and then there's going to be some years maybe where he gets a guy and he makes a run for it. Um, and the only reason why I say 17 is because Boutte is probably worth 14 of that. He's just unbelievable hmm. so <clears throat> we'll see you know we'll see what he's if the defense is like totally full of transfers we'll see how if they're able to gel but you know they, they've just lost a ton okay okay and for, All right. yeah and for me i just don't like their quarterbacks i mean Jaden daniels in the pac-12 versus Jaden daniels in the sec is uh, i mean that could just go very poorly uh i yeah. don't know a ton about nussmeyer i'll give you that but you know, I've, I'm thinking like 42-9 for this game. I don't even know if they get in the end zone or if they if they get three field goals for that matter. But um, I, I don't see them doing a lot offensively this, you know, in this game. It will take some turnovers to to really move the ball and, and have the, some things go their way. But just don't like their quarterbacks. But I could see it working out long term if, if they'll be patient to weather this yeah. transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so both of y'all said something that I want to hit, hit very quickly. Mike, you mentioned Nussmeier. Did he re didn't he retire? Isn't he done? It's Miles Brennan. kid, I think. Oh, okay. Miles Brennan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Miles Brennan, Brennan medically <laughs> retired or okay. retired once he didn't get yeah. the job, what have you. But yep. yeah, Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah. See, uh, I thought you were talking about, I thought you were talking about like Nussmeyer, the offensive coordinator, which was at Alabama, then he went to Michigan. I don't even know if he's got a job, but I think, I think it's his son. It is. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. Son yes. or nephew, but I think it's son. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, JP, you raved a little bit about about Boutte. And um, mm. if I remember right, uh, either 247 or ESPN put him uh, all SEC first team and Cedric Tillman second team. Uh, and I try not to just look at numbers, but the numbers pop off for <laughs> Tillman and they don't for Boutte. Uh, Tillman had a year. Not that Boutte was bad, but uh, sure. you sure. like Boutte more than Tillman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, well, you have well, to you're, think about nope, who was, nope, your time who on the throwing. show's done. We're good. Okay, <laughs> 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 fine. We'll see, we'll go see. ahead. Go ahead. No, we'll see. We'll see the draft. Hey, we'll see in the draft. We'll see in the draft. Was Tillman got two years left, or is he going to leave after this one? If I he, think he could return with COVID eligibility, but he's right. gone. I think it was a yeah. tough decision this year, um, <clears> and yeah. I think he was smart to come back. You know, I would say that a lot of times when kids fall, but yeah, um, I think he was smart to come back. But I, he he made a yeah. decision this year and. I don't see him coming back, even if he does have that COVID year available. Yeah. So la last year he had Max Johnson, and I, was it the kid that transferred from? No, maybe he's at Auburn. He transferred from LSU to Auburn. TJ Finley. Yeah, Finley. I mean, dude, coaching. Like, you know, he, like fired a he's coach. He's had I no mean. one. Yeah, he's had no one to throw to him. There was rumor he was going to transfer to Alabama. Uh, 
before we got the kid from Louisville, uh, Harold. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, Harold. Yeah, yeah Harold. Um, yeah, so I think we, I really wanted him. Like, I, Ricks was coming. So, Ricks is coming from LSU. He's, you know, their best cornerback. I was hoping Butte would come too because, dude, he – I mean, you watch the film on him. He's unreal. He's unreal. Sure, but Tillman did more. <laughs> yeah, but T- Tillman had a guy who could complete. I mean, okay, here, here's here's what it's like. It'd be like, no, I don't dog. need to justify it. Tillman did more. <laughs> like, okay. All right, fair. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, you think about it. Like he had, he had basically Jacory Harris throwing the ball to him, and Jacory! then Hooker. Hooker's a better quarterback than anything that LSU's had since Matt Flynn. Okay. Mm. Uh, we'll go Burrow. It's excluding Joe Burrow. I was obviously. like, wait a second. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, excluding Joe Burrow. But since Matt Flynn, I mean, I think maybe maybe Mettenberger. I'll give Mettenberger a – I'll throw him out there. He 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 could play. Mettenberger just didn't have any knees. Right, yeah, yeah. Him crawling off in Tuscaloosa is one of my favorite mental images. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's what I think. I, I just got a, lot, I got a lot of love for Butte. He seems to burn us every year and – we got good CBs, so yeah, you know. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's somebody I would love to have in orange, but he's not. He's he's in the bayou. Uh, <laughs> anyway, with that said, let's move on. After the Bayou Bengals, uh, you're on the road again to Oxford, the Rebels, <clears throat> Mississippi, <clears throat> the, the Fighting Lane Kiffins. I got you guys winning this one, 42-20, Mar- large in part because. It doesn't sound like Jackson Dart has won that job. It sounds like it's defaulting yeah. to Altmaier. Anyways, yeah. thoughts? Which is crazy, which is crazy. I mean, right. everyone thought Dart was going to be the guy at USC until, of course, until – Until he wasn't. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, until Oklahoma decided to go to, to USC. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really understand that, but whatever. Um, yeah, so so here's the thing. Matt Corral uh, was a problem. I mean, he's a problem for a lot of teams. Luckily, Kiffin decided to eat a whole bucket of popcorn before our game and go for a fourth down nine times in a row. So he and they and it became an untenable position for them. And yeah, and and so I I just don't think they have the offensive capabilities they did last year. They lose Jeff Levy, and that's going to mm-hmm. be a big loss as far as calling games. Maybe not game planning, but um, I know Lane called the games, but you better believe. Lebby was heavily involved in ton that. of influence. Um, ton oh, of yeah, influence from Lebby. Yep. So so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 45-24. And and I normally wouldn't say that because we we really struggle to play there. I don't know what it is about that stadium. Ever since I guess it was eleven or twelve when Trent Richard I think it was eleven when Trent Richardson juke the pants out of that kid. Yes. That was the last time we really still looking hammered. for his socks to this day. Uh-huh. That was the, the last time goes. we really we hammered them there. Um and you know what credit to that kid. He came back and made a big play in the fourteen or the fifteen game. I think the fourteen game. Anyway. Um yes forty five twenty four, you know defense doesn't scare me replacing a bunch of guys I, I just think we even even when we struggle there I think we'll be okay agreed Mike 52 17 for me um, they're reloading some defensive guys like y'all touched on uh, lose their DC as well lose mm-hmm. a guy like Corral um, lose Lebby I mean that is important I mean he's a good OC yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a very competitive game um, 
Ah, ugly, ugly game. Yeah. You know, I gave them 20, and that that even felt like a stretch. I think they're going to struggle to not only find points, but struggle just to find yards in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's let's breeze to this next one. You're back home uh, to host. I don't even gosh, I don't even know their mascot, and I'm kind of from that area. Austin P. I got that 6310. What about you guys? Let's go P on Austin P. Um, I think the other people say the governors. The governors. That's it. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. So I've got 59-7. You know, they'll get a, they'll get one fourth quarter or something against third fourth string guys garbage time yeah you know those are, those are just the games you just don't want to see any injuries happen some freak sure. non-contact sure so, sure keep it clean get things ready yeah. for the postseason in auburn 56 yeah. 10 you know name your score yeah yeah i agree with that name this name the score anyway you finish out the regular season in the iron bowl hosting mm. auburn and you mm. know what I, I ended up settling on 45-24 because I thought, you know what, there's no way that Auburn can even put up a fighting chance. But you know what? I thought the same thing last year. And what the heck happened there? Dude, it's Jordan Hare Juju, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> we, we, uh, He's I mean, a Jaw Beaks. Yeah, you, you go back. I mean, heck, you go, of course, you go back to the six seconds game or the one second game, the kick six. You go back to. You know, that was also the year that, you know, they had the big play with Georgia. Uh, you go back to all these, like, 99-yard interceptions for touchdowns off the back of a wide receiver that hits mm-hmm. a defender in the hand. It's just just stupid stuff like that. Um, but it's it's in Tuscaloosa, and really, honestly, I hope we embarrass that bunch. I just <laughs> – I just really hope that they run it up on him. Um I mean, Finley's going to be their starting quarterback, right? Yeah. Looks that right now. Yes. I mean, maybe Calzada got there and he's like, wait, where's everybody going? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but, but I beat Alabama. Yeah. No, somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have a good, they're going to have a defense. Like they return a bunch of their guys on defense. Um, but can they score? That's going to be the question. Can they score? You know, I, I, I kind of agree with the defensive thing, but they lost. Uh, a, a linebacker with arguably one of the greatest nicknames ever in the Ricochet Rabbit and uh, mm-hmm. McLean. And that dude yeah. was so, uh, he was so important to those guys. Yeah. Good, but yeah. good, really important to those guys uh, and everything that he could do. But anyway, yeah. that, this, I felt for a second there, that was a tough game to pick. But in the end, I went 45 24. Give me a, give me a final, JP. I got 56 10. 56 10. Good gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go like 38-14 only because of the weirdness of the Iron Bowl. Um, it's not a wide, wider margin or Alabama going over 50 again just because Iron Bowl weirdness definitely could. Yeah. Just what so I'm I, seeing. I would, I would normally say that, but I think they're going to exercise demons. from Like they're going to be like – they're going to prove we can score a will on these guys. Last year was a fluke. And, and you know, by then I think we should be – we should know what we have a wide receiver. We should know what we have on the offensive line. Yeah. We got backs coming out the wazoo. I mean, and like you said, yeah, they're, they're going to be missing McLean. He really opened up their D-line, opened up uh, Papo, who had a pretty good year last year. You know, he, he really um, – he was, you're right, he was a cog in that defense. So, yeah, they're, they're, they've got some – they got some work to do. At, listen, they're going to have to learn how to score. Yeah. I mean, what offense are they going to run with Finley? I mean, he's a drop-by guy. He's not a zone read guy. Right. There's, they're still converting that roster from a bunch of tweeners that can, you know, operate in space. And 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that he he's probably not going to survive. I hope he does because he's a dumpster fire. They're <laughs> terrible. He replaced like the whole he replaced like the whole internal staff with Boise State people. Like they don't even know like what sweet tea is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I I think they're I mean I think they're trash and I think it's going to show all year. Well, you know, I I wish I wish I could have gotten out of you, you know, how you really felt about it. I felt yeah. like you withheld there and mm-hmm. I just want you to know on yeah. pandemonium reigns, we just let anything fly, man. It's mm-hmm. whatever you want. It's uh, healthy. It's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh Finley last year he was seventeen for twenty six, hundred and thirty seven yards, two scores and a pick. You know what? I don't know how with those numbers. <laughs> They were that close to upsetting you guys with those numbers. Well, we we forgot how to block that game. That was the game, <laughs> like I said, where Doug Marone was playing with an Etch-a-Sketch in the corner with a cup of coffee. I mean, he literally had – I don't – it was so bad. Was Jameson so went bad. out with targeting on the punt on the pump play. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That was that's big, right. That was a big play. Yeah, there, right. there was a lot um, – there was a lot of things that happened on that in that game, and and to be to be honest with you, I was surprised we won. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy game, crazy mm-hmm. game. All those OTs and yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, comments and final score. I believe I'm like I said. I think I'm feeling 38-14 just because of Iron Ball weirdness. Okay, okay, 38-14. I couldn't remember your final score there. All right, so uh, that obviously uh, ends the regular season. We all got you guys at at twelve and zero. Is the East really up for debate? I mean, it's Georgia, right? Really? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's as simple as that. I don't. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for Georgia. I think they reload as good as anybody. Okay, that's a lot to replace on defense okay. with the defensive coordinator gone, um, and I think their offense will be fine. It'll be fine but their defense is not going to bail them out as much as last year and a position a possession here or there over the course of the season. And some of the games that they played could have made a big difference. And, you know, they may go undefeated. I don't, I'm not sure who, uh, I think they'll handle Oregon just fine. They'll run through the East. Uh, is the, is the Tennessee game in Athens or is it in Knoxville? It's in Athens. In Athens. Yeah. So that'll be tough, but. Well, well, give me an give me an East winner and give me a final score prediction in Atlanta. Um, you know, I'll I'll take I'll take Georgia, um, just because I think you guys need to prove you can beat them. It wouldn't shock me if it's you guys, honestly. Wouldn't would not shock me one bit. If Stop it's, it, if it's Tennessee. <laughs> um, but I, I'll it. take Georgia for now, and I'll take a rematch, and I think we we take care of business again. Um, I'll say. I'll say 42-27. Okay, 42-27. In the, in the, SS, in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, in, yeah. In yeah. Atlanta, which leads me to one of the next questions I wanted to get to. you, uh, Mike, feel free to throw yours in there too. We haven't really talked about this, but I would love to, for you to throw this in there as well. Uh, so you guys ups, or not? excuse me, that would not be an upset. You guys beat Georgia in Atlanta. Essentially that would knock them out of the playoff for good would that lock them in at a four spot who is your final four uh jp and then mike you follow him mm. up mm. man it, so i think um 
I mean, I think it's going to be Alabama. I think it's going to be Ohio State. Uh, the ACC just is so befuddling. Like, they lost. They have good – they've got good – some good quarterbacks coming back. But is there a good, is there a good enough team to, to get in there with one win? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't think until Clemson can show that they can score more than eight points a game with Ungala Lele. Ungala work here. Not gonna work here anymore <laughs> if he keeps it up. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Uyagalale, yeah. If if he can't I mean if they can't get anything going with him. Kate Klubinick. And, and yeah, and they're also, you know, we this hadn't really been talked about a lot, but a replacing defensive coordinator who's been there forever and has been really the key to their success. A lot of people are going to say, yes. I mean, yeah, Deshaun wants an generation talent. Sure. Um, Trevor. Tre- Trevor Trevor Lawrence, who I still think is not that great. No progression from year one to year four. Okay. Never been a, never been a Trevor Lawrence guy. I don't right. think he's going to succeed in the NFL. Doesn't matter if who he's, who's coaching him. Okay. Ne- never been high on the guy. Um, no, no, like literally you go back and watch. <clears throat> no growth. No positional growth from year one to year four. I don't care what the guys on the NFL Network say. He succeeded in the ACC by throwing 50-50 balls up to receivers that were better than others. Go watch LSU game again, see how many overthrows he has on timing routes. Mm. Fair enough. Not a big fan. So, Fair enough. But with that, all that to say, it, I, think this is a, I think this is a year where you could see um, two Big Ten teams get in. I think – I think they're going to beat each other up some, but I think there's a potential. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be Ohio State, Michigan. I think Ohio State's there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Wisconsin out of the West? Maybe Wisconsin out of the West. They could, they could, they always. An 11 1 Penn State? Could be Penn State. I'm not, I'm not high on Penn State, actually. No. So maybe it is Michigan and Ohio State. Um, We'll see. I, I just don't know that Harbaugh can get it done two years in a row with all they lost. I mean, they lost a ton on defense. I, maybe, maybe Sparty. You never know. Maybe Sparty. I mean, maybe. I, I tell you what, though, I like I like this upcoming Michigan team more than I do last year's. Uh, on offense, I'll agree with you. On defense, um, I don't know. They're gonna have an, they're gonna have another elite pass rusher. Uh, yes, they will. From the middle of the line, talking yep. about the uh, the big DT. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is, we don't pay too close of attention to the big. Yeah, he's in here. no, he, no. You're right. He's a stud. He's a stud. Um, I st- uh, I still think they're gonna. They've got an interesting schedule. They play, they play some. Uh, I think they go to Iowa, which is always a nightmare for them. They, for whatever reason, can't win in Kinnick. <clears throat> um, of course, the, the, the other reason why I say that is because the Big Ten is going to be inflated over the course of the season. They're mm-hmm. going to be pushed pretty hard by the national media, even though ESPN is probably losing them. Um, so I, I, the other option would be USC out of the Pac-10. I think they're probably going to – Pac-12, whatever they are now. I think they're probably going to get in just because they don't literally play anyone. Like, they're going to play Utah – and that's it. So um, Utah has given them trouble in recent memory, but still they're, they're you know, as a one-loss team, they're going to get in just because of all that's happened in the last six months. Mm. Um, but I don't think they're going to be competitive. Okay. Uh, you know, is this, is this a year for another group of five team? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. 
I sure two. hope not. I'm, I do too. Th- that that conversation too. is exhausted. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a big group of five. I mean, Cincinnati. They probably deserved to be in the conversation, but there, there's no way you can put Cincinnati up against Ohio State and say right. they're better. Right. Um, yeah. Which is what the committee's job is to do. So, so I guess I've got Alabama, uh, USC, uh, Ohio State, and then the fourth. Let's let's um, let's just throw a weird one out. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go Baylor. I'll go Baylor for my fourth. Okay. All right. All right, Mike. Yeah, I mean Baylor is a dark horse. If you want to say dark horse team that that I kind of believe in, I, I'm so it, it's almost impossible for me to get to three and four because I think one and two are Alabama and Ohio State, and I just don't think it matters after that point. Agreed. Like I just don't think it matters. Play a fourteen playoff, play a twelve team playoff. I don't I don't think it matters. So I mean I could see most of those teams. I mean USC or Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor, if they have you know another strong year, but I think your national championship, I, I feel very confident today saying that it's Alabama and Ohio State, you know, with a lot of confidence. Um, Georgia, I guess, has an outside chance of getting in, but it would be hard for me to see them if there's you know a bunch of one or zero loss teams getting in off the hills of the SC championship because I do think they win the East and they take a loss there rather large. So right. be, it's hard for me to see them getting yeah. in for a rematch basically mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah um so yeah i mean yeah, i'm really I torn on on who the four are but i feel good about the top two yeah 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 i agree i think i think too long, i think georgia if they drop one in the regular season they're out um and a lot of people don't talk about this last year but i think georgia is a baylor goal line stand for not getting in honestly wow. the way they got yeah. a bear in atlanta i think one loss Conference champion Oklahoma State snatches that four seed, and it's totally different. So yeah. they're a, that that Big Twelve championship game was a great game. Yes, last it was year. really really fun. a great game last year. Yeah. Uh, for me, there's a there's a couple of different options. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in Utah. I really like those guys. They're always mm-hmm. scrappy. That's to me, that's a team that I just again I just do not want to play. I can see them getting that three spot. That four mm-hmm. spot, I can see uh, anybody from Michigan to an Oklahoma State. I would not be yeah. surprised if Oklahoma State blew through that schedule yeah, uh, and, and finds a way into that four spot. I don't see it being a group five, and I really don't want it to be a group five. Uh, with that said, um, the playoff needs to stay at four. Our champion is mm-hmm. inside the four, so we don't need mm-hmm. to expand it to get all these other group five guys in. If, if last year was not an indicator of how that's going to unfold, I don't know what is. Uh, but anyway, um, if Clemson gets in, I mean, gosh, you just – that conference is just so bad. Yeah. So did, bad. They get, did they get in on pedigree? No, I don't think so. I think they've lost so much favor the last year or two. Um, you know, Dabo's this offensive guru. And, is he, though? Uh, I'm, well, a guru. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like that – they're going to really have to change the outlook while replacing a totally, you know, replacing a lot on the defensive side. I, I don't think it's going to be Clemson though. No. Who's going to beat them. It's not going to be Pitt. <clears throat> Maybe Florida State. Is Miami going to be competitive. I think they just eat each other up. It's going to look like a typical PAC 12 year in the ACC where yeah. a bunch of pretty good teams beat each other up. NC yeah. state's going to be pretty good. They'll be competitive. Um, you know, we'll see. Wake Forest, yeah. they may sneak up on you. You never know. They got a great offense. Do they, though? Um, Sam Hartman's out. 
Yeah, he's out. But I mean, I I, I trust Clawson. I think Clawson's a pretty brilliant guy. I really like him. Um, I think uh, even if even with Hartman out, they're not going to be like a top ten offense. But you know, if you can find a guy to chuck it around the yard, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll play. They're they're, they're going to beat somebody they shouldn't beat. I'll say that. There you go. We'll see. I'm I'm not a believer in Clawson or Wake Forest. Um, I think I think they struck lightning in a bottle with with Hartman. That dude is legit. Oh, he's um, legit, no doubt, no doubt, he's legit. But but anyway, there's so there's a couple options there. And needless to say, we all agree about that number one and two spot. Uh, you got Bama winning at all? I mean, yeah, I have to. Even, uh, I mean, yes, I think the defense we basically didn't lose anyone, and uh, <clears throat> and they all got a year better. And then we'll have to replace wide receivers, and we have a better running back on campus than we've had in a long time offensive line is going to be an issue but they'll have it figured out by then and so yeah i got us i got us beating ohio state in a close game hopefully okay. a fun game yeah uh mike and i've talked a lot about this uh, we just don't see anybody <clears throat> beating bama uh yeah. so with with that said when we talked through the schedule <clears throat> you didn't seem like there's anybody that bothered you that concerns you is there a team out there that you don't want to play does ohio state scare you Oh, yeah. I mean, C.J. Stroud's a stud. Uh, Najiba, Najiba, Najiba. Jackson Smith's a jigba. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're stacked. They're loaded. I'm not as um, convinced they're a great defensive football team like they've been, you know, two, three, four years ago. Um, you know, I, they obviously have talent. Uh, one thing about last year is they, ha they had an injury here and there, and you could tell a distinct difference between the lack of depth from a Ryan Day team than you could from an Urban Meyer team. Mm. And <clears throat> I think as time goes on, that's going to perpetuate, and they're going to fall off eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, but that offense is going to be good enough to beat anybody any day of the week. I just think our defense is the difference maker in a, in a matchup like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so this is uh, going to segue nice into the next question. This I'm taking this basically from Mike's mouth. Mike says this is the best Alabama team under Saban. Agree? Disagree? Do I have that right, Mike? You might have taken that from someone else, but I could certainly see it being because oh. of – I'm not sure. I, I probably have said that just because of two – like three people, Rosh Young, yeah. Will Anderson, yeah. and, yeah. you know, then insert – depth and studs and recruiting Whoever I may have third said guy you want <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah yeah I think for me um if the 2016 team had a different quarterback if Jalen Hurts had been a freshman I think that's probably the best team the Sabans had that defense is so filthy I think we had like 30 non-offensive touchdowns that year just yeah. just absurd 25 against <laughs> think, us <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I was at that game. That was a great game. No, it wasn't. Um, you know what I mean, it was a great game per se. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I th I think, uh, yeah, top to bottom, this is probably a top a top three saving team. That that 2012 team uh, was stacked. Now, a lot of people, the defense wasn't elite that year, but the offense was so good. That offensive line, I mean would make holes that were just like so good that Trent Richards, Trent Richardson's could have ran through it, you know, had mm. he been still been there since, you know, he has no vision. 
Uh, the, the, the 09 team gets talked about a lot. The, the 11 team gets talked about a lot because of the elite defense that it had. But you can't really compare that defense to a defense today. Right. Um, especially you know, were... especially since Ubama played in uh, that title game in 11. Matter of fact, twice uh, yeah. when they were under <clears throat> less miles eating grass, running uh, everything out of a phone booth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Four, two yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is definitely this is definitely his best team since 15. Okay. Th that has a chance to win, you know, 15, 16. Uh, yeah, definitely his best team since 16, I would say easily. Okay. Easily. So I did, you did, you didn't mention that 2020 team, which Mike and I are pretty high on. Yeah. The 2020 team, it, that's a good point. 2020 team was really good. Um, there were some holes on the defensive side of the football though, a lot of big holes and a lot of it started with the defensive coordinator. Um, that 2020 offense is the best offense I've seen, bar none. I don't, better than last year's offense. I would take that offense over last year's offense because Devontae, uh, to me, That's it's real. the best, se best season from a wide receiver I've ever seen. The guy, <clears throat> he would have had 350 yards in that natty if he hadn't broke his finger on the floor. I mean, just think <laughs> about how ridiculous that game Would it was. have mattered? I mean – no, I mean obviously it didn't I mean, matter, but yeah, having having three bills and a natty is pretty pretty dope. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, all around though, offense, defense. This is the best team since sixteen. Yes. Okay. Well, before we move on, Mike and I, a bit of a crush on Devonte Smith. We were, you know, don't get me wrong, we love the orange, but uh, we're really happy to see that in that twenty twenty year, we felt like that was the guy to get the Heisman, oh, that, that the voters yes. finally got it. They got right. it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's so often seen as a most valuable mm -hmm. player, but it's not. It's like most outstanding. Uh, yeah. But anyway, mm -hmm. ed educate us a little bit, my man. Give us a name yeah. on the defensive side uh, for you okay. guys. Not named Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Battle. Is there a name out there that we yeah. need to know about or that we will know by the end of the season? I hope so. So I'm, I'm going to give you – I mean, I'm going to give you two – two names situational names and i'm gonna give you a third guy that i'm pumped about so chris braswell he is will anderson's backup but okay. he is so good that they have made a pass rushing package for him on third on obvious passing downs so uh they can't keep him off the field so we're gonna see hey. what that looks like um so chris braswell uh, we have a true freshman named jaheem otis came in about 420 pounds uh, lost about 65 pounds. Oh my gosh. And he is, he's going to be on the goal line, the goal line formation. So, uh, and he may end up playing into a role just depending on how effective he is. But snapping uh, or carrying, what's he going to be doing? I mean, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be defending the goal. Line. Oh, he's Steve thinking the goal line is a pound of pancakes and he's <laughs> going to eat the pancakes and tackle. The running back or the quarterback. Yeah, for you listeners out there, that special package is called Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a stud. So okay. they're um, they're really high on him. Uh, he's he's going to be the focal point of the defensive, the goal line package. So uh, he just kind he kind of reminds me of um, of DJ Fluker when it comes to size, a little bit shorter than Fluker. You know, Fluker is like six seven three forty. Okay, um, but he's 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 He's, he's a man, and he's a true freshman. I mean, he came in as a true freshman. They showed uh, – there's a funny viral video of him walking out as a high schooler, walking out of uh, 
of the locker room being filmed and it's got all his teammates before him and it says name that d1 prospect <laughs> and he like has to turn sideways to walk through the door it was funny <laughs> that's great that's um, great yeah so i'm pumped about him just to see what he does and then of course i'm really excited to see how kool-aid develops this year it's quincy mckinstry cornerback um he's gonna play uh a lot and and so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see his growth from year one to year two under, you know, under Saban and see, see how he develops. Cause he's got all the talent in the world. It was just kind of putting it together. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, Mike and I were, were trying to put this together. We wanted to figure out how to ask you. And we started out by saying, what's the, what's the position position group of concern for you. But then we thought, you know what, that doesn't quite do it justice. Is there a name out there? offensive or defensive side of the ball that you might consider a liability or a, uh, yeah. a name of concern? Is there a name that concerns you? Um, I, I'm going to say left tackle because replacing Evan Neal is, I mean, just not going to do it. I mean, he's, he's going to be a cornerstone for the giants for a long time. Uh, he's a, he's a, was a dominating force. So our, we got a grad transfer from Vandy who's going to be starting Tyler Steen. And so he oh, played yeah. well, as well as you can play a Vandy. <clears throat> um, so he's probably the name that I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's see how he protects Bryce from the blind side. Fair enough. Um, and really the, the O-line in general. Like I'm most concerned with after watching the last couple of years, giving up sacks, giving up tackles for loss, you know, our offense is not predicated on second and 12. It's all about being first and, or second and seven, second and six. And, you know, you're opening up so many, so many options when you're like that. And we had a lot of possessions of last year, last two years, really start second and 12, second and 13. And it, it the Auburn game is a just a microcosm of that. So yeah, <clears throat> that would be my, that'd be my pick. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, we're going to throw some Brass Young stuff at you real quick. Mike, mm, I want you okay. to partake in this as well. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna basically take Bryce Young's stats from last year and okay. ask you to give us the over or the under. Uh, over or under, does he throw for 4,800 yards? Uh, under. Oh, okay. Doesn't quite yeah, hit under. that. All right, yeah. Mike. I'm going over. I think, I think it's just an easy under. But go ahead. It's an easy yeah, under. I, I'm torn yeah. because because of a guy like Gibbs for one, um, and then the things we've discussed as far as receivers, offensive line gelling. But I just Dan, I, I've told Dan a lot of how much I like this kid, but I think he goes over. I mean, I I, I think like the there's no ceiling for this kid. I think he could easily do that. Easily is a stretch, but I think he could do that for sure. Yeah, Mike has a bit of a man crush on Bryce Young. That's fair. That's fair. He's, I mean, he's a stud. He's a stud. Well, Glad so do you say? Do you say under though? Because there's no Jamison Williams, who I believe had fifteen hundred something for you guys. I, I say under because it's it's no Mechie, no Williams, and um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna spend a lot of the season running the ball. I think we're gonna reestablish dominance in the trenches or attempt to. I mean, that's why we brought Walford in. I mean, look at the look at Kentucky the last three, four, five, six years. They are a team predicated on the run. Okay. Okay. So that's why I have him under. I mean, if he throws over 4,800 yards, that's going to say two things to me. We can't run the ball, and we're play, and our defense 
for whatever reason, is requiring Bryce to throw the football more than he needs to. All right. I think it's a fair assessment. Um, what about over-under? 66.9 completion percentage. So a different – let's look at the passing game, but through a different lens. Yeah, I'm going to take under here too. I'm, I'm going to – I think around 65%. Um, and the only reason why I'm going to do that is because he's breaking in new receivers. Um, timing on routes is going to be probably a challenge early on. Uh, and I think he's going to throw a lot of dump passes. The dude Mechie was so dependable <clears throat> in, you know, second and long and third and long, third down. He, like, never dropped anything. I just think that the regression is going to be there. Okay. All right. Mike, over or under? I will go slightly under here. Um, I won't put an exact percentage on it or anything, but I'll go under here as well. Uh, one thing about this, and, and it could just as easily push him over that, but if Alabama is running the ball more, if that means less attempts, you know, it could come down to that if he just doesn't complete as many passes because of less yeah. attempts. That That's just where I land on that one. But um, I could easily see it going over. I'm just going to lean under. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's keep it moving here. 47 touchdowns over under. We'll take under again. I, I don't think he – I think uh, – yeah under i don't think he's going to throw for that many touchdowns i just don't think the receivers are there yet i think okay. we're going to run the ball more <clears throat> okay back to the same answer okay makes sense mike 47 is steep um i'm going to go under on that as well again gibbs could lead some of those you know it could be again developing the receivers so i'm going under for under 47 okay seven interceptions over under taking the under there too okay he's all a, under He's a better passer. He's not going to be, hopefully, not going to be throwing into as many contested um, uh, situations <clears throat> like sometimes he was forced to last year. Uh, so, I, yeah, I've got the under. I'm thinking like I've got him at like 4,200 yards, 65%, 40 touchdowns, five picks. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's kind okay. of year he's going to have. All right. All right. Mike? Yeah, and I'm going under here just because of the man crush. That's, you know, like I think he's a year better. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. you're older, you know, I'm, it's basically the man crush here is why I'm going under. Okay. All right. Man crush. <laughs> JP. Well, this is how we're going to end the show. Take the last few minutes of our time together here. Let's talk Tennessee just for a minute. That's about all the Alabama I can handle. So just a couple of things here. Uh, what scares you most about us and give us a final record for Tennessee. You know, I think the thing that scares me the most is um, is obviously your offensive prowess. You know, get, getting ahead in games, 14 nothing, 17 nothing. Um, you know, I think I think that's the potential that your offense has, you know, especially playing in, in Neyland for us this year. Um, you know, anything can happen there. So that, that would be my biggest, like, biggest concern. Now, whether yeah. or not you could maintain that, you know, you get up 17 nothing in the first quarter your tendency is going to be to throw the ball more because you're trying to catch up quickly. Now we'll, we'll see if something like that happens. Um, but I would hope that the game plan would still be to try to establish the run, grind out some possessions and, and score. Okay. All right. Can you give me a final record for us? Yeah. Let me, let me pull up your schedule here. I don't, I don't okay. have it up. Right. Okay. Hey All Siri, right, cue see. the Jeopardy music. Yeah, so let's do um, me, 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 me. 
Okay, so you open with Ball State? Come on, dude. <laughs> it's a Thursday night game. It could be a sleeper. Um, it's 1-0. I like I like y'all beating Pitt at home two and zero Akron three and zero. I think you get Florida this year four and zero. I think you beat LSU only because they're not great this year five and zero. So that sets up undefeated three thirty game on CBS. So I think that's five and one six and one with Martin. Anytime Kentucky comes to Neyland, it feels like Tennessee's always got the advantage. So I'm gonna go seven and one. I think until you can beat Georgia in Athens, I'm going to pick Georgia. So that's seven and two. Y'all yeah. handle Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy. So I've got I've got ten and two regular Good season in Tennessee. Miss Mike, listen, Mike, 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 Mike. That's two guests. We're two and O oh, with <laughs> guests picking Tennessee to go ten and two. JP, take uh, take sixty seconds here. Give me an outsider's perception on Hendon Hooker. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a, uh, I think he's basically Josh Dobbs 2.0, maybe a little bit better passer, not as good in the run, because I think he wants to pass more than Dobbs did. If he can increase his accuracy on downfield passing, especially to wide open receivers and develop some kind of bond with some receivers, I think, you know, you're looking at a guy that's going to challenge a lot of defenses, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. I will say if he gets hurt, that 10 and 2 changes for me. To six and six um, real fast. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think that, you know, you have as, as long as you can protect him and establish a running game, some some sort of a running game. Mm-hmm. Um, but but your offense is based on efficiency. If yes. you cannot be efficient, you're gonna struggle in a lot of football games. You may win them, but you're gonna struggle. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're an efficient team completing your short you know, five-yard passes, opening mm-hmm. up play action, getting out of the pocket, doing stuff with your legs. It's a challenge for defense, defensive coordinator, especially in this day and age. Um, you know, I think a lot of it's going to be is is the defense – I'm sorry, is, is the opposing defense going to be able to play man against your receivers and have an extra guy in the box for him? Or is your – or are you going to be able to complete enough downfield passes to – stretch the defense and let hooker get one-on-one with a linebacker that he's clearly more athletic than. I mean, I think that's really going to be a big, big part of your offense. Okay. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. JP, my man, I appreciate you coming on, spending your, uh, your time and your day with us away from your family and mm, hanging out always. with some Tennessee fans. It's been always. a long time since I've seen your pretty face. man. <laughs> hey, you are more beautiful than I can. I remember. I mean, it's like staring into the eyes of, a small child that has blossomed into this great, great man. Uh, well, hey, that's going guys, on the internet. It should, guys. Congrats on your podcast. It's been a lot Appreciate of fun. It. I hope, Appreciate hope it. you guys have me back. Yeah, Appreciate man. And, uh, Absolutely. Look forward to so, it. Look as of right now, it. we had a really great experience with you and Ryan. I fully expect Georgia and Alabama to be uh, in Atlanta for uh, the SEC. So our plan is to bring y'all both on at the same time Ooh, and had a little okay. conflict and a little banter back go. and forth. Uh, so fully go. expect that. But anyway, that is going to wrap up our time together. Thanks for tuning in. To Pandemonium Reigns. Make sure you're following us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button. Hit all the buttons. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your moms and your paws. 
and everybody cousin up in Alabama. JP, we appreciate you, my man. I'm Dan. Oh, God, there it is again. Brian this with the Go Dogs. I'm Dan. Just sneak it in, you know? <laughs> I'm Dan. He's Mike. We love you guys. Have a Later, great peeps. day. Go Balls! Pandemonium reigns. <laughs>